This is a Demon FM podcast. You are listening to Have You Seen It? with Tom, Ellis and Dan. Hello and welcome to another instalment of the Have You Seen It? podcast with me, Tom. And me, Ellis. And me, Dan. Where we'll be talking about all things box office, mostly probably uh, we all know what's at the top of top of the top of the list this week. But uh, we'll get into that features. You know the typical typical features. What's out uh, this week on Fridays or in midweek? Because more more films tend to come out midweek. A lot of Thursday releases. Yeah, just gives them a bit of an advance on the weekend, I think, doesn't it? Yeah, we'll be also be talking about uh, our films that we've uh, seen this week. Dan, do you have anything for this week? Do you want to share? Uh, my film is the number one film this week. Oh, yes. And uh, Ellis. And well, for me this week, uh, I'll be talking about the classic rom com, 10 Things I Hate About You. I've also got a special feature lined up that I'd like to talk about. And the new segment, which I've now dubbed Real Talk. Obviously, this is an audio podcast, so you won't get the double E in there to help with the pun. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so in Real Talk this week, we're going to talk about the film Blue Story. I don't know if you've heard about that, but. Mm. Uh, yes, I have. Yeah. So we'll get into that a bit later. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, we'll start where we always start. Yeah. Number five this week, we have Midway. Again, this made four point six million dollars, down fifty for now forty five percent from last week. It's at forty three million dollars domestically, fifty five point eight internationally, and that adds up to ninety eight point eight million dollars worldwide on a budget of fifty nine point five million dollars, which is quite good. Yeah, yeah. What can we say about Midway? I don't think we've, any of us have seen it, but uh, I know a couple of people who have seen it and said, mm, yeah, yeah, nah. <laughs> that's that's that was their reaction a couple of weeks back when they saw midway so uh, number four this week is a new entry 21 bridges yes uh, with 9.3 million dollars domestically 2.7 million international which adds up to a global debut of 12 million dollars yeah that's good that cracked the top top i mean i knew it was going to crack the top 10 but like it's cracked tack crack the top five on your first week is a pretty is a pretty good I know it's a big main, mainstream film but a film with this sort of, sort of like hard detective story it's yeah. a little it's a yeah. it's, it's really good to see so well a good thing is i compared this to uh black and blue which came out on october 25th um this year uh and that debuted with 8.4 million dollars so this is a bit higher than that mm. just about a million dollars higher um and that after five weekends stands at about 20 million dollars 21.4 yeah at uh, number three this mm. week is a beautiful day in the neighborhood we love yes. tom hanks yes uh if you 13.3 million dollars yeah if you don't know this is the true story of mr rogers who's not really well known over over here but in in America, he's the beloved uh, TV uh, TV presenter. He's played by Tom Hanks uh, this time around. Uh, it'll be interesting to see like the comparison between the documentary, which came out last year, yeah. and this one, because th- this one's got Tom Hanks in it, obviously. But to be at number three, that's that, that's that's pretty good standing. That documentary is also um, called. Won't you be my neighbour? Very, so. very similar. At number two this week, it's last week's number one. Ford v Ferrari at $15.7 million for the weekend, down 50% from last week. And that brings it to a total of $57.7 million. Um, we also have an international total of $45.8 million and a worldwide total of $103.5 million. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 going well this one, isn't it? Yeah, it's I'm going still, really well. Uh, still hearing nothing but good things about it yeah. constantly. So, uh, but um, I think we we sort of said last week, it's sort of surprising to see it doing as well as it is, um, regardless of the reception, because it's a bit of a niche niche audience, you'd think. But uh, 
It's uh, no, yeah. It's good thing about next week as well is it is obviously Thanksgiving weekend. Yes. So everything in the top ten and beyond is going to have a great hold. Yeah. They'll bat- they'll battle it out for that coveted coveted top spot because you know Thanksgiving's big American holiday. We all know what's going to be number one next uh, week. Yes, we, we all do. We all do since it's number one <laughs> this, this week, week as well. Yes, yes, uh, it is, and it also has a top PTA. Yeah, um, per third average at twenty nine point three thousand. It is Frozen Two, obviously. Frozen Disney's Two. Disney's Frozen Two. Yeah, which opened to one hundred and thirty point three million dollars domestic. It had an international opening of two hundred twenty eight point two million dollars, uh, which includes um, China, uh, fifty three million dollars. Japan, where it had the biggest start for Disney Animation or Pixar, uh, with eighteen point two million dollars. Uh, Korea, which it's the third biggest opening there ever. Uh, and obviously here in the UK where it is the biggest animated opening of all time. Yes. Um, Worldwide, that's $358.5 million. It is the biggest animated opening ever worldwide and overseas. So anyone anyone who was wondering where it's going to go, it's doing fine. It's doing, I it's mean, doing more than it's fine. It's doing more than fine. Frozen fever has already swept the nation yet again. Yes. Um. All nations apparently and now uh, it's out in the uh, in the Asia markets, but it, I've you know when it comes to when it comes to Thanksgiving, this one's this one's definitely going to be up there, uh, and it's gonna it's gonna do really well. I'm not sure if it will do as well as the original. I think it might, but the original is just so the original just was so big that you know it just eclipsed all others that year. So. We'll see. We'll see if that happens yet again. Yeah, be um, interesting. I think that this is probably going to do really well. Obviously, in Japan, that which was its biggest market, uh, except for the US, obviously, uh, it made like two hundred and fifty million dollars. The previous one, so it may be hard to replicate that. But I think anything over a billion is is good for yeah. this. Really, yeah. Disney are safe yet again for. Uh, for yet yet another film. Disney have been safe this whole year. Really. Yes, they have. They have. The only thing about this film is it hasn't been getting great reviews. Uh, critically, it's been. I wouldn't say it's uh, nowhere near mauled. Nowhere near mauled. But people were definitely critics, especially, were expecting something a little bit more, something that wasn't there, something which you know. It, so it like I think it like disappointed them. Uh, the the yeah, I was. I don't think I was ever expecting the reviews to be fantastic. No. Uh, it took them a while to get to making this sequel yeah. uh, compared to how fast they've been throwing sequels out in more recent years. Um, but nevertheless, kids don't don't care what the critics say. No. So they're not <laughs> no. Reviews. And we're, we're looking at the uh, Rotten Tomato uh, score now. It's uh, certified fresh 70 percent. 76%. 76%. Yeah. My eyesight's going bad. <laughs> and it is 93%. Uh, with audiences, so and that's the verified score as well. That's they actually, they actually have proof that they have bought tickets. Mm, yeah, but the only thing like I've seen, like I've seen critics like uh, in their newspapers and on uh, YouTube and and other sort of digital platforms, just like they're not really getting getting with this film. I'm seeing a couple, a couple of fresh and a couple of couple of splatters on on the screen on the screen um it's it's so it, it's gonna do well it's 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 obviously doing well at the moment it's gonna do it's gonna do well it's gonna pull in 
uh, an audience. You know, people would want to go to repeat viewings, yeah. of course, yeah. uh, definitely, um, as they did with the uh, with the other one. But it's uh, it's certainly it's certainly um, it's certainly going to be another another phenomenon. Yeah. Um, I mean, Jennifer Lee and uh, um, and Buck, they should be they should be proud because they did they did the first one. They don't I don't think they quite expected it to do so well, and then they're coming into this new one. This 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 new one they know what the cat who the characters are they know what to do with it because it's theirs uh you know it's six years is a long time but i think i was reading i read an interview with uh, about uh with uh, jennifer lee uh, on a couple of weeks before the release and she and she seemed really really positive about like what that what they were doing she said yes it's been six years but it's gonna be like we've poured so much into this and done like all 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 of this and sort of like she's so proud of it uh and uh i hope that i hope that shines through i mean i'll i might go and see it or it might like i might come out sometime and i might go and see it yeah, but you know i mean uh there's probably other stuff at the top of my priority list. yes <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah i might catch it at some point mm. An interesting fact about Frozen 2, because obviously it's going to crack the billion dollar mark. I think we all have come to that conclusion that it's going to cross a billion. It will be the seventh Disney film this year to crack a billion, along with Avengers Endgame, The Lion King, well, a sick technically, Captain Marvel, Toy Story 4 and Aladdin, and obviously Spider-Man Far From Home is kind of a Disney-Sony co-production mm. type thing, but obviously Sony get all the money. Disney just get all the merchandise. Yeah, yeah. Which is probably more than a billion yeah. in merchandise. Merchandise, you know. Disney um, conquers all. We all know that by now. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's the leading leading conglomerate in entertainment, and uh, it's uh, it does it does tend to happen when you own nearly thirty percent of the uh, media industry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, no, Frozen Two, Frozen Two is at number one yeah. this uh, this week, and. But that is your box office for this week, uh, which leads us nicely, as always, into uh, into the new releases coming up in the UK this week. Uh, first and foremost, it is going to be on the 29th, which I think is this week, if I'm not uh, mistaken. It is the uh, it is the opening of Ryan Johnson's Knives Out. Uh, it actually comes out on the 27th. 27th. Which is? Still this week. Yes. Yes. But it's Wednesday. But it's Wednesday. It's fine. Maybe even today. Maybe even today. Who yes. knows? But Ryan Johnson's Knives Out is. I think it's gonna. I. If you don't know, it's it's basically it's basically a murder. It's basically like a a murder mystery. Um, direct like with all these stars. It stars almost everyone. Daniel Craig, Chris Evans, Jamie Lee Curtis, Michael Shannon, Tony Collette, Christopher Plummer, Catherine Langford. There's a lot. Everybody. Everybody, and it's your classic sort of. I always say classic murder, murder mystery. It's like it reminds me a lot. It's gonna. I think it's gonna be similar. I think it's gonna be bigger, but similar to 2017's Murder on the Orient Express when that had its sort of resurgence. On that, that took place on a train. This this one takes place in a sprawling mansion. Uh, like it's it's uh it's like period piece. So there's gonna be a lot of nice costumes, nice sets. It's just it's it's gonna be it's gonna it's gonna be good overall. We're just Looking at um, its IMDb page, and it's just it's 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 looking good. It's looking strong. There's the marketing for this one's I've heard been good a bit. About this one, yeah. I have heard from not necessarily a reliable source. I've heard good things about this. I heard I've heard, um, like I say, from 
not necessarily a reliable source, but they have slated it as one of the best films of 2019. I don't know where from. So. <laughs> yeah, it does look kind of like it. It does look kind of fun, doesn't it? Yeah, it, trailer, it yeah. does look like com- like very like comic, very sort of. And it's <laughs> it's something that interests me because it's a genre that was very popular way back when. Yeah. Um, but you get the odd one every so so often now, and and sometimes they can surprise you, and sometimes it is just a very standard murder mystery, not yeah. nothing nothing new. The, the 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 one I can sort of uh, figure. Uh, that is of sort of a similar, a similar sort of like, I'm not sort of a caliber, but like similar sort of like big release is, uh, is the film Clue, which was sort of, which was based off of, which was itself sort of based off of, you know, Clue or, you know, the, the board game, which is Cluedo over here. It's, it's going to be like a good, it's going to be like a fun, I think it's going to be like a fun sort of twist. I think audiences are going to really like it. Yeah, because yeah. all the stars and sort of like the the comic the comic timings and everything like the if the trailer is anything to go by it looks really sleek, really sort of well well put together, a well oiled machine as well. Which, yeah, uh, I mean, some people will uh, be hard pressed uh, to disagree, but uh, I think Ryan Johnson has got a bit of a di- distinctive aesthetic at this point, and uh, yeah. I think for the most part it gen- generally works. So regardless of your feelings. Yeah, on the last Star Wars film. Mm. Well, <laughs> not only is this film look looking good at the trailer, if you look at the critics' reviews as well, it's currently at ninety six percent with all critics, uh, with one hundred and seventy reviews, uh, and an eight point four four average score out of ten, which is a very good average score. Yeah, uh, it just means that basically everyone is liking this hundred uh, percent if you go to top critics which is 26 out of those 170 and the average score goes down a tiny bit to 8.41 so yeah. this is probably going to do quite well although the last ryan johnson film that was this role reviewed was the last jedi yes because that had amazing reviews before it opened mm. It was very div- divisive. I think you know this is a sort of a new sort of this is a new thing that Ryan Johnson he's done. Ryan Johnson has done other things like before Star Wars. Before Star Wars, he did the the acclaimed. Um, I think it was a Canadian film uh, called uh, called Brick, which was very which was very well reviewed. That was his feature. I think it was his feature debut. Brick was, uh, and. Now he's just gone on. Now he's just gone on to do bigger and better things. And Knives Out is just like another another step on that on that ladder, mm. which is mm. great. Um, next up, uh, we have the release uh, over here of Charlie's Angels. Yeah, we talked a bit about this last week. We did, yeah. Um, it did come out last week. It did come out last. Did don't it, come over here, didn't it? It dropped come, like sixty percent. Yeah, but <laughs> it's coming out over here. Yeah. Um, so we're talking about its UK release. I'm not sure how it's going to fare with the UK audience. Well, I've got. I'm not sure. Say, I feel a little bit disheartened with this one. And I, um, I think I did say it's. You know, uh, we spoke last week about it being a bit of a franchise that's sort of been, you know, buried by now. Like it's not something that comes up very often. Uh, but Elizabeth Banks, um, she's very proud of this. Um, you know, she's gone on record quite a bit to really promote it and say that she, you know, she really enjoyed making it, all that sort of stuff. And she's sort of took the turn now and um, 
she's sort of blaming the uh, way society works, which isn't a joke or callback, but um, blaming the way society works for its um, supposed failures, I guess. Yeah. Uh, it's been getting... Um, yeah. Yeah, the, the focus, unfortunately, has been shifted to a political one. For yeah. What is, uh, you know, obviously something, it, it appears to me that it was a bit of a passion project for her. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not sure if that is going to affect the way uh, the British audience uh, look at it. So. Yeah, yeah. It's obviously it's obviously it's got some. I think the biggest star of it is Christian Stewart. Christian yeah, Stewart yeah. has made a name for herself. I mean, post Twilight, mm. she's been doing some really interesting things. Really sort of offbeat, uh, like sort of niche kind of kind of roles yeah. uh, and now she's sort of stepping back into the limelight with with this big charlie's angels uh film it's weird for me i'm not sure how the british british critics and especially the british audience is is going to take to this um but it's like i i don't, I don't know i think i i don't foresee like in the in the sort of like the british box office uh, i don't foresee like anything happening like right now but give it a couple of weeks and i think it'll be it'll be quite it'll be quite grim i mean we've been looking at it in the american box office and it's yeah. demise there but it's um it's it's not it's it's not anything as as you were saying it's not a franchise any of us are or anybody really is that invested in no uh the last ones came out in the mid like early mid 2000s so it's been time but nobody has any interest in it anymore and you know i see on here already uh 3.9 3.9 stars which is which is to be fair i wonder yeah. how many of them have actually seen it yeah i'm not sure just because oh look at that look at that that's that's yeah. that's i think that's pretty skewed that is well again i don't think a lot of these people actually saw the film no they just want to jump online and they want to be trash about it. either be keyboard warriors who don't like the film or also keyboard warriors who want to give this a good review because people are skewing the film bad. Yeah. Obviously some of them might have actually seen it, but no. That that is if you take out the ones that are like all all those reviews there, that's probably like a five ish. Mm. Yes. And obviously all the ones that are like ten. No. Yeah. There. That but, yeah. yeah. It remains to be seen. I, I don't seen. think this is going to do well here, mm. but yeah, it's going to struggle crossing 50 million worldwide, mm-hmm. which is yeah. not a very good bar that you can't reach. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's 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 going to be, I foresee, I foresee a grim fate. To be to be quite to be quite honest, but if you are interested in going to see Charlie's Angels, it is out. It is out in the UK on the 29th of November. On the 29th, which is this Friday. Do we have anything else new release wise that we need to talk about? Um, Anyone, anything slipped under under the radar? Not really. The Jay and Silent Bob reboot is coming out here. Yes, yeah. um, but that's not really yeah going to be a big problem. Thing, is with this, I've not heard anything about the Jay and Silent Bob reboot. I don't think there might be a few fans of jay and silent bob yeah like, well, and clerks I'm, I'm and that but somewhat of a fan i've not heard much about it and yeah I follow uh jay muse and um kevin smith on yeah most social media platforms yeah so 
I'm not really sure where this is going to go, to be honest. Yeah, I've yeah. heard bits and pieces, but yeah. J the Jay and, Jay and Silent Bob reboot is sort of like a passion project for them. I've I've yeah. seen in interviews that and they wanted to return to the characters and that they've got some good ideas. And yeah, and it, it it's always been a cult following anyway with anything done by Kevin Smith to a degree. Mm. Um, Jay and Silent Bob's probably is... Um, best received work, I think. Yeah, but, um, yeah. And Clerks obviously Clerks. is is an American cult classic. Yeah, um, and the thing that shot him starred him really. Mm. So yeah, yeah. But like, I don't think he has that. They have enough star power over here. No, no. As much as they do in America, because in America they're cult heroes. Yeah, I mean, I always find myself introducing people to. Kevin Smith's work as opposed to people already being aware. Um, and I, I mean, I generally just start with his talk about his work on Superman Lives because that just uh, yeah gets me giggling every time. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, I I don't know. It, it might do all right, I think, because of the... Um, I mean, this is the first Jane Silent... Uh, Silent Bob of the internet age, I think. Yeah. So uh, yeah. that could possibly have an effect on it. It's the yeah, it's uh, it's as as it sort of plainly says on the uh, on in the title, it's the reboot, the Jay and Silent Bob reboot, um, which um, take sort of take that how you will. But I'm not sure if anybody's been miss it. Have you been? Have you been wanting definitely wanting a Jay and Silent Bob well, film? I mean. Another one? No, I mean I can't can't say it. Uh, so it's um I didn't particularly want a mole rat sequel either, but um that supposedly works. <laughs> there we go. So um yeah, I don't know. I'm again I might catch it, but uh we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Um so I think if that's that I've got a film I wanna bring up. The yes. Early reviews have come out. 1917. Yes. Have you heard of this film? I have. I have. It was first... I first saw the trailer a couple of months ago. Yeah. A couple of months ago on YouTube, and I saw it in the cinema when I went to go and see uh, Once More Time Hollywood as part of a, a, part of a company, company, uh, company thing. But um, in, like, on the big screen... That's gonna look mad. Well, I was I was skeptical. Um, I'm a bit of bit of a war nut mm. as it is, uh, so I do do always like to go and see see any sort of war film generally. Mm -hmm. What's your? Do you have any? Do you have any issues now seeing the trailer and seeing all this buzz? Well, we're seeing that it is uh, a ninety two. Was that a ninety two? Yeah, I just saw. It yeah, was ninety two. Ninety two. Uh, already. already reviews. Yeah. Exactly. Already. Uh, it's out early. Um, but well, it's made by uh, Sam Mendes. Yes. Um, and is supposedly based off a story his granddad told him um, when it was, or a bit of a story his granddad told him when he was younger. Um, but the interesting thing about this, for people that don't know, um. And I imagine you do if you've been looking into it. Is that the entire film is shot in one shot? Yes. Uh, of course, this had been done with Birdman, um, and I think Victoria was another one where it was done quite successfully. And that was what threw me off because I thought there's almost no way you can capture the sort of raw grit of 
a World War One style, you know, in the trenches, over the top, um, with one shot. It's just going to be really hard to keep track of the action. And I heard the reviews and stuff, and I was like, oh, I'm glad to hear that it is doing well. And it was only then that I found out that Roger Deakins is, in fact, the cinematographer. cinematographer. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it clicked, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is this film's going to the Oscars. And, um, you know, I am sort of talking before really uh, before getting a chance to see it it doesn't come out over here till 10th of january yeah um but i'm definitely gonna go and see it when it comes out though i've got one quote which was the best war film since private ryan so which i don't think is probably the first time that a war film's come out and because i feel like (laughs) private ryan might be the uh, yeah you know i'm hoping compared to good war films i'm hoping that Sam Mendes can um kind of amend himself for for most of Spectre. Yeah. Because he did Spectre and there was that one great scene in it and then the rest of it was just like, I don't care. Skyfall was great. That was the first film I saw of his. Yeah. Skyfall and that was a, a an excellent Bond film. Yeah, well, of course, well, I didn't think about that necessarily because I, I mean, I've, grown tired with the Bond films anyway but um, obviously if I had have thought about that that's obviously where Roger Deakins uh, had worked on those films as well and Mm. obviously that's uh, where they've made their friendship I guess Um, and yeah if you were going to put any film uh, put a film of this kind into anyone's hands I think it probably would be his so it just depends Mm -hmm. on uh, like you say whether Sam Mendes has done something uh, yeah, took a different approach. Yeah, yeah, and it's a war film. Yeah, you get get loads of different sort of ways. You get loads of directors having their putting their own spin on like a war film. Obviously, this one's the big one's going to be shot in one take. Yeah, uh, uh, maybe something different because I watched Dunkirk when it came out, yeah. and that left me cold. Uh, I'm I, not going to lie, that well, left me really cold. No, I love Dunkirk. Um. Yeah, oh. and, me too. Um, I, I, it's good. Tech, technically, it's astounding, mm. but uh, all the other things I didn't, all the other things it I didn't like. Um, so hopefully that can sort of, that can sort of, nineteen seventeen can pull a, me up. A masterpiece in sound design. Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, technically, it's amazing, but yeah. uh, that is, um, that is. That is Ellis's Ellis's uh, Ellis's own sort of pick. I mean, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting when it comes out over here. Yeah, or when it comes out wide, like I say, because um, I had been sort of following it, and then I was like, oh yeah, this yeah this has got the potential to uh, get to the Oscars, which is always it's always interesting where when a film uh, already has that has Oscar buzz mm. uh, a month or so. Yeah two months so before it's been released so. yeah yeah i mean it's probably going to go into limited release in america um 25th of december it's gonna open probably in limited release on christmas yeah and then widen out as it goes on but 10th of january here that's not long away it's not far to be fair that's like 30 uh, there's like 29 days till christmas now yeah so that's not long after that no no not really not really and then we also got other films that are coming out we also got um we also got in that sort of spot we have jojo rabbit as well 
coming out. Then on the 3rd, the 1917, and then later the in February, we've got The Lighthouse and Parasite. So all these all these films that were available in America a couple of months months ago, we're going coming into a th- uh, sort of a sort of we're coming into like a, a space which is going to be I want to see all those films yeah I want to see all of them I might not be able to but <laughs> uh, but I uh, damn it I'll try yeah yeah um but um no it's going to be something 1917 the experience in the cinema is going to be mm. uh, fantastic anyway it's definitely one for the big screen as well yeah. I think isn't it so yeah I, I, I think that is one that I'll uh... I'm just, uh, I didn't see, did you see the film, um, also uh, an action film done in sort of one take, or not completely one take, but that first person action film, Hardcore Henry? Oh, I never watched it. No, yeah. But I, uh, yeah. Yeah. Vague, it, it, yeah, yeah. I watched that and this, and it was, and it was mad. It wasn't exactly one shot, but no. it was made to, it was cut together to make like its first person like it's it's cut together to make it look like it's one shot but yeah. it's well um, I, I believe that yeah they're doing the same thing with 1917 actually um and actually birdman as well um so, some of it is going to be so difficult to pull off the actual one shot that it is obviously it's the editing process in mm. which uh blending those scenes together is going to be really important yeah uh whereas as far as i'm aware the only film i can think of that's actually done the one take was um victoria um which they shot three times and then kept the last the third yeah it was the third version yeah it's wonderful cinema it's wonderful the people that go go into making something something that uh something that crazy Mm. and sometimes having it pull off be pulled off and it's um it's it's just it's just a testament to like the creativity that goes into cinema and these yeah. even now yeah. they even even nowadays you get some directors come out and make a film that is you haven't seen you haven't seen a film like it in ages or it's com- something yeah. completely new yeah because I mean sometimes you just really have to appreciate the experimentalism and going into it and uh, I think sometimes it can elevate a film beyond the quality of the script when someone's really you know, done something that sort of technically amazing as well. It just so happens that films in the past, like Birdman and Victoria, have also been bloody good films as well. Yeah, so. yeah, that helps. Yeah. It, that helps. Yeah. 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 Well, well, I think we're gonna move on if if we're already if we're already to to um, we've done the box office, we've done the features. Ellis has had his little uh, talk about 1917, yeah. but I think we're gonna go on to some. Films that we've seen. Yeah. Uh, yes. In um, so uh, who wants to start? I think I will begin. All right. With Frozen Two, because yes, obviously that is the big film of the week. What are your thoughts, sir? Uh, I actually really enjoyed it. I thought it was a good film. Um, it's a bit similar to the first one, in the obviously the go on a journey and someone. I won't spoil it actually. Similar things happen basically. Um, I do. I do like that uh, Olaf. He did like a kind of recap of the last film, as like uh, they were meeting people, um, and they kind of recapped what happened. I guess that's kind of for children who forgot. Maybe they've been they haven't seen it for six years. Well, <laughs> kind of children forgot. anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if you saw it when you were four or something. Well, yeah. You'd be ten. Yeah. yeah. Um. 
but I thought I'd go through the track list and I'd mention some of the best songs from the uh, film because it is obviously a musical and what what best to do with a musical than review the tracks that were <laughs> in the musical. Yeah. Right, obviously, go, go, go on then. Obviously, Into the Unknown, the big song from the film. I think that's a really good song. I do like uh, all the high notes, um, the visuals, um, because it there was one that kind of looked like a music video. Um, so I won't... Which one was it? I think it was Lost in the Woods. That was the one. That was the one that looked a bit like a music video and it was like... Yeah, the one with James Corden in it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Into the Unknown. It's a really good song. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, Reindeers are better than people. Bit weird. <laughs> kind of agree. Um, but yes. Um, Show Yourself, that was also a really good one. Um, anyone with Idina Menzel. She's obviously the person who plays Elsa. She has an amazing voice. Her vocals always on point, I guess, is the word. Yeah. Um, all is found. That was all right. Not really. Not the best song. Kind of forgettable. Um, Some Things Never Change. That was a good one. That was in the opening. So, yes. And the, I, I can't really think of any of the other songs that... Uh, I can't think of what happened in them mm-hmm. other yeah. than the the next right thing I completely forgot about. Yeah. Um, when I'm older, that's kind of an Olaf song. It wasn't really that good to be fair. Yeah. That's the only like kind of bad song that I thought was in the film. Mm-hmm. Obviously, um, if you're going to make a musical, you're going to have to make good music. And I feel like they did kind of uh, succeed. I don't think Disney ever really do. They tend to have one uh, that stands out and does, and I think even with the last Frozen film, there was only really let it go. And then you know I've seen the film a few times, so there's an, an a couple, uh, you know, I think it, Love is an Open Door, so like yeah. the ones that sort of stick out to me. But in terms of uh, public opinion, they only need the one I think to sort of do successful. Helps the film move along a little bit, um, and you know even going quite quite far back to when we were kids, I think. There's never it's ne- it's never been a stellar soundtrack for the Disney Disney music, but always been enough that it um, keeps the audience's attention and there's, keeps kids interested. More, it's never been a Disney Greatest Showman. Then, yeah, I, sp- I suppose that's that's the thing. But I think that's because they are always musicals second, aren't they? And you know, animated and children's films first, um, whereas Greatest Showman was. Mm. A musical first. So yeah. you're so do you have you have any sort of like real issues other than the fact that like it treaded a lot of the same ground? Not really. It was literally like completely inoffensive and just there. Well frozen, but yeah. Again. <laughs> so. Yeah. I guess that's what that's why it's called Frozen Two. Yeah. yeah frozen so. Frozen Two. Do you need a second one? Um I think it's alright. I think we we're okay with the second one. I think there's oh, definitely going to be a third one. Oh yeah, there's yeah. definitely going to be a third. It does. It doesn't matter. Money, money is the only thing that matters. Money, yeah. 
That's what this show is about, money. They're like the Well, the I say, I, <laughs> there was a time where I thought um, because of the gap, maybe they were keeping some integrity and thinking this doesn't need a second film. It just, it works very well as a standalone. Mm. But I uh, think I was a bit naive to assume that they were going to leave it for too long. Yeah. So... It only took six years before the before they yeah. heard, heard the call of the money. Box. Yeah, and six years is quite a gap. It is, yeah, it's quite a gap. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's out now. Dan's seen it. Dan thinks it's it's it's, it's all right. It's all right. It's un- it's, it's it's inoffensive, and it's just yeah, it's just, it's just there. a bit of fun, isn't it? Yeah, it's just a bit of fun. Um, Ellis, do you have anything for us this week? Um, yeah, and it's. I'll probably just briefly touch upon it, to be honest. I watched uh, 10 Things I Hate About You. Um, it is uh, a classic rom-com uh, featuring the late and great Heath Ledger. Um, and, you know, I'm just not too bothered about rom-coms. So <laughs> it was fine, inoffensive. I uh, don't know if you ever watched watch this one. No, I can only think of this song. It, it was... Um, it was, I don't believe it was. It was quite popular when it came out, um, but I think it did probably come out around the time that rom coms in general uh, were quite popular. Mm. He's a very attractive man. I don't, <laughs> I don't mind saying that, Arne. <laughs> He's a very attractive man. Yeah. Uh, and it's weird because we spoke about it after, and the film itself, there's not much to it. Um, it it takes a little bit of a different turn because it's all about uh, sort of you know. Uh, setting up a plot to get the girl. It's like devised to make sure that these two characters um, get the girl in the end. Um, but there are these little little moments, actually, um, just little facial expressions and the way he reacts where you can, even though it's just a very simple rom-com, you can tell that he's, you know, he's got something, he's good. It is, he's capable of pulling off a good bit of acting. Um, I mean, I did I did think for a bit while watching it, because um, I've never seen it before the other day, I did think for a bit that he was just doing a sort of terrible American accent and he sort of sounded like a, a Brit doing a bad American accent. Yeah. But it was actually just his normal Australian accent, I found out. <laughs> I, I think I was just, uh, I just convinced myself he was trying to do an accent but not doing it very well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, 10 Things I Hate About You, 1999, it's as old as me, and mm-hmm. it's... 20, 20 years. Yeah, it's fine, it's pretty much all I've got to say about it. So. It's older than me. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's <laughs> By a better year. Yeah. Yeah, well, it preceded, but it preceded me by two years, so... Wow. Yeah, it's, but it's, uh, that, that, that is Ellis's pick, and now for... I saw this film yesterday. I saw, I began, the interesting story about this, I began to watch this film on a plane. Right. Um, on on or away from America. I can't remember which one it was. Um, but the film I'll be talking about today is a smaller film um, with Nicole Kidman. It's called Destroyer. Uh, now, this film is it's about uh, sort of a detective... Uh, a hard, a hard bitten detective who's like really sort of bitter, angry woman, um, who um, comes across, um, who comes across uh, sort of a, like an envelope one day and sort of looks inside this envelope and realizes that um, 
and realizes that a criminal that she knew back in the back in her back in her past has resurfaced and she wants to and and now her new goal is to catch uh catch or kill gang leader they rob banks in the middle of in the middle of like the california desert uh a lot of it is set in sort of like the california desert or like los angeles but the thing about this one not only is nicole kidman just different you look up a picture of Nicole Kidman in Destroyer, like look at one image of her face, and she is unrecognizable. She has, she, she is just like she just loses herself in this character. She's got, she's she looks completely completely different. Uh, she's got like scars and sort of like her hair's all matted and oh, you know, and yeah, I haven't seen this film, but um, yeah, I I've been meaning to watch this actually. I didn't realize it was this. One. Uh, just looking at the poster now. Um, yeah, you liked it then. I, I kind of adored it, right? Okay. Because yeah. not because not not only is it an, like it's an amazing cop thriller. Yeah, it's unlike any of the cop thrillers or the mainstream cop thrillers that we've seen. It's mm-hmm. like if you go like if I go and see Twenty One Bridges, I think Destroyed Destroy is like better because it's so gritty and grunt yeah. and sort of kind of disgusting yeah that, that grimy is, in a way exactly what it, it kind of reminded me of training day right um in its sort of griminess but there's like a bunch of just like horrific things there's like there's not much violence in it but the violence is disgusting uh and it's just it's just a great story it's told like it's told sort of in the present and in the past. It sort of switches back and forth, but you get the whole story, and and Nicole Kidman just is just stellar. It's just is she's just a machine. She 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 has this thing. She goes out and she does it. She doesn't she doesn't she doesn't care if anybody gets in her way. If she gets if anyone gets in her way, she dispatches them post haste. She's just really, really just 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 unhinged. And in saying that the the direction is sort of like really sort of to the ground and sort of like it's kind of like uh it's just it's not it's like you you what I watched it and I think this film is really good, but I just it's it's quite it's quite unnerving and you know like there are bank robbery scenes in it and they're performed executed amazingly and i just i just i knew i was going to love it when i when i first saw it on the plane and then i knew that i loved it after i saw it last night it's just it's just like it's just an one of the best like cop thrillers in recent years um it's it's not main it's not mainstream like Twenty One Bridges is, or I, I'm just thinking of the most recent example. Mm. Um, it's not it doesn't have that sort of like glamour to it. It's not sort of like pristine like that. It's just really to the ground, really gritty, nasty uh, little film. Um, it's on Netflix. Yeah, uh, it's on Netflix. It's quite it's quite new out on Netflix. But um, give it a watch if you're not. If you're not like uncom like if you're not like uncomfortable to a little bit few bits of the film in it, then I think you'll find some real and real like I'm not sure if enjoyment's the right word, but like real like fulfillment because it is like a sa- it is like a saga. It's two hours, but it feels longer. Right. But I didn't have a problem with that. 
mm. because it's just like a whole story, full story, full saga of just this woman's torment and destruction, basically. Uh, it's called Destroyer. It's out on Netflix now. So please give it give it a watch. It's a smaller film. Uh, it came out last year officially. So that is my film for this week. Um, if we don't have any other things, Dan, well, do, we, the old, uh, do we have? Oh, yes, we do. The Blue old, story. The old closing segment. The news story. Yeah. And this week's news story, uh, I believe Tom's already heard of this. Dan, have you heard about this blue story? Yeah. Yeah, so... Um, something happened. Yeah, those of you that don't know, uh, Blue Story, it's a film that was released, I think, last week, I think. Last, yeah. last week. Yeah. So um, it came out, it's filmed by, and I'm going to struggle here, but Andrew Un- Unrubolo, who's better known as Rapman, uh, he's done a few series on YouTube, and this is apparently adapted from an old YouTube series, not that... I'm familiar with it or anything. So the story is that Blue Story uh, is being pulled from... Um, View Cinemas. 91, which is all of the View Theatres in the country, after they said that there was 25 incidents in 24 hours. Um, there was supposedly in Dan's old hometown a mass brawl in which a big Star gang of people... City. Turned up to a viewing. Star City, did you say? Star City in Birmingham. Yeah. Um, there was a... a group of boys walked in with a machete machetes yeah um so the cinema cha- uh, odeon i think have said they're not going to pull it i'm not sure i don't think cineworld have yet yet to comment or um some smaller chains mm. um odeon have said that they're just putting extra security measures uh but view have been accused of racism saying that this is a film made for a very specific demographic which is that um South East London black community. Um, and they're saying that just, you know, it, it's the film isn't going to cause gang, the film doesn't encourage gang violence. And it reminded me, um, because, like, you know, we're trying to make these new stories linked to a sort of wider theme. So it reminded me of the press for the Joker, but there was no consequences from the press from the Joker, which was saying it was going to encourage mass shooters. And thank God it didn't. Yeah. Um, so what do you think about that? Do you think they should be pulling these films? Um, do you think it's racism? I think that's a bit of a stretch. Um, it's it's a weird one, isn't it? It's a weird yeah. one because I want every film to have its shot, have yeah. its chance with an audience. Um, and it's quite good as well from what I've heard. It's got good reviews. Mm, but um, Yeah. But... Of course, there is there is that if 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 youths are gonna show up waving machetes around and yeah uh, cause mass brawls outside cinemas, then they have a reason to do so. Well, this is because I I did try to have a look into it, and I I can't. They say twenty five incidents in twenty four hours, which you know it's just over a, you know average of an incident per hour, but I couldn't really find detail besides the fact people had showed up with. Uh, machetes to one of the showings I couldn't really find details of whether there's been you know a- anything serious happening but also it you know you don't want one of the something to happen and then have to pull the film the, the thing is I feel like the one thing that they they the reason they pulled it I think is because they walked in and I think they went uh, near like a, a showing of Frozen 2 where there's like children there 
yeah. I think that's kind of one reason why they were like, maybe we should like not be playing this film. Maybe not throughout the whole country because like it obviously didn't happen throughout the whole country. It's in Birmingham. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they could have just changed the film for something else in Birmingham, but it's a bit weird because like obviously we haven't heard of any of the other incidents. Obviously, there's 24 more. Yeah, they're very, like I say, the details are very vague. Um, yeah. But nevertheless, uh, that's that. That It has been pulled, so you're probably a lot less likely to see it. I don't know. Are we interested? Are we Are we interested in seeing this film? I've seen glimpses. I haven't. I've seen glimpses of the trailer. Hmm. Um, I think, I think that, you know, sort of like, you know, I think from what I've heard, this new director is obviously you know a YouTube, YouTube kind of star breaking into yeah. breaking into film. I think that's great. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, to get his first start on something that a story that is probably very close to him, and he wants to sort of get out that get out that it's reality. Close to a lot of people. This yeah. is at a time when you know something like Top Boys got you know sort of got a revival from netflix they put the extra funding into that because it's a that london community now is uh there, there is a lot more uh gang crime these days mm. and it, it's horrible um and i i think um he said himself that they need a voice and they need more more people to express their voice so it's great that he's made this film and um that what from what I've seen, it is speaking to a lot of people. It's just horrible that it's speaking to some people in the wrong way, and that it's caused it to potentially the people that you know are going to get the right message from this film are now going to miss out on getting that message at all mm. um, because of the, of other people. Yeah, and people and they have and you know theaters like the view view chain do have a right do have a right to yeah. think that this is going to cause. This is going to cause, you know, sort of like, uh, you know, because they've seen what's they've seen what's been going on, and it's that threat to security, yeah, and people's safety that is, the, the, the you know, people's safety in the cinema is like I think like one of the like paramount like and yeah. like proper like first cause like first like causes of like the cinema chain. Yeah. Um. Because you know, because it, it, like it operates at any business like that is providing a service to a customer like and people go to cinemas to have fun and do that the the number one priority is their safety and i think that although it's bad for the director and sort of like the film kind of in general because it's not because it's being pulled it's not really getting the love it does like yeah and the, and because the, it's a smaller film as well yeah. it it's much you know it's affected by it somewhat more yeah um I think we are lucky, you know, now that the streaming services can step in if yeah. it needs to be. Oh, yeah. But yeah. Uh, I, I think another thing is, uh, I just saw, obviously, on an, a BBC article that uh, there was somebody called Will, I, I'm going to butcher this last name, I think, uh, Adelsey? I don't know how to say it. I'm butchering the last name, but basically... I think it is Adelsey, yeah. yeah. What they said is that obviously something similar happened but similar it's not even similar something happened in america um where when the dark knight rises came out obviously um there was a shooting 
uh, where that happened in 2012, uh, which killed 12 people. But the difference here is, I think obviously no one died, which one big difference. But I feel like we actually we have like a really big knife problem in the UK. Obviously, America has a really big gun problem that we're not probably gonna not gonna get into right now. No, yeah. Um, but we have a big knife problem, so I feel like that's probably another reason why maybe it was taken out. Just mm. because we actually want to do something about our knife problem. Yeah. <laughs> Me. Um, <laughs> There's, yeah. But, yeah. But then no, they're saying like, oh, it wasn't pulled. The Dark Knight Rises wasn't pulled from American cinemas. Um, white people and, and their media wasn't banned. Like what? That's something I don't get because obviously... The Dark Knight Roses, was it? I think it was Roses. It was Dark Knight Roses, yeah. yeah. That opened up over $150 million. Yeah. That was a massive film. This film probably isn't going to open to that much in the UK. No. No, no, yeah. no tea, no shade. But it's yeah. probably not going to open to that much in the UK. That's the big difference. Obviously, The Dark Knight Roses was a massive film. Nobody really wanted to get rid of that film from cinemas because it was going to make them money. Yeah, exactly. Um and it's it's not I mean it's just not fair is probably the simplest way of putting it because this is you know that f- happened for a fact the Dark Knight Rises and it was a horrible thing and the problem is is that you know I love cinema I wouldn't be doing this podcast if I didn't love cinema and for years and years cinema has just been cinema and it is it's horrible that now films are coming out and the media grabs onto them and doesn't let them go and sort of encourages um, sort of political and social and political problems to make their way into the theatre, which I think social and political problems should 100% make their way onto the big screen. Mm. But Let's look at the work of Ken Loach. Exactly. And, and, and I think they can really help uh, society progress and give people new ideas and it is a wonderful thing but the media helps to stir it stir up these really beautiful films um and it stirs it up so much where you know i think it all, it's making people think oh yeah this is this is and sometimes these horrible situations do play out Sometimes they don't, and then a film's affected yeah. by it. The media, the, the, the bottom line of this is, is that the media on some films, they they miss the point yeah. of so many yeah. films. They miss the point entirely of what this film is trying to get across yeah. to people, what it's trying to say, what it stands for, and they just skew it in such a, in such a way that people, that people either don't want to go and see that film anymore or believe in a totally in what they're seeing it's just a big debate at the moment especially now that sort of especially joker's kind of like like you know we live in a post joker world now uh where you know the media is just uh, just going just just going insane uh but it's but it it people are missing like people like the, the the media is missing the point they're they're making great films uh, out to be make them out to be the like the the problem 
the problem with today's society. And they're just not, no film or in like, or other media should be blamed for yeah. any, any, any issue. And that's what a lot of people, like a lot of like media companies have had big problems with like in the last decade or so, or 20, more than that, 20, 20, 20 odd years. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's just continuing on. And it's such a shame that great films, big or small. So, I think Just yeah, it is. It is ultimately a... very difficult um, because, like I say, these films often uh, they deserve to be shown, uh, but also, you know, if people's safety are poten- is potentially at risk, there's that to consider as well. Yeah. Well, um, but I think I actually do have one tiny little more point. All right then. Uh, this has happened before. Um, a film being pulled. Obviously, Joker came out. Uh, it had, there was one cinema in uh, California which repeatedly pulled screenings from Joker. Oh. I have no idea why it doesn't really. Oh, a credible threat was made apparently, um, but credible is in uh, quotation marks. Yeah. So I mentioned that's a quote directly from the source. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, the, the one I can think of in recent history was um, the interview being pulled from mm, the yeah. cinema. Actually, yeah. But that was to do with you know the the the. Uh, encouraging an oncoming Cold War Part 2 so (laughs) that was something completely different and I've I've watched that film and it's not the greatest but it's it's completely inoffensive you know from my perspective Um, Um, one more uh, for everyone Uh, I don't know whether you remember a trailer in September for a film called The Hunt yes Um, that was a satirical thriller which is basically basically The Purge yeah, but it's basically a a, a purge film, yeah. um, but called the hunt instead of the purge. Yes, uh, and that was literally pulled from everything. No, it's not going to release oh. any any anywhere. Uh, in that, like you know, the president had a massive sort of issue, a massive go at it in in the on the on the social media. So they said, nah, we're not we're not going to show it anywhere. We're not going to release it wide." It's it it's on. It, I don't think it might. It I don't know if it will release on streaming. I really wanted to see that film. It looked quite good, mm, but uh, it's just another. It's just, it's just another, another thing. thing that Trump it? has ruined. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> to end on there, yes. This week, yeah. uh, but I do believe that's everything. Um, so I suppose we'll just get one final word on that. Ultimately. Should it be banned? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no as well. I'm going to say no for the other 90 cinemas. Maybe for Birmingham because of the actual like. Which is, I think, fair enough. So thanks again for listening. Um, And... Well, Tom, you, you tend to close out the show here, don't you? So uh, yeah. we'll give it over to you. Oh, thank you very much for listening. It has been uh, myself, Tom, Ellis and Dan. This has been the Have You Seen It podcast for Demon FM. And uh, with that, uh, I'd like to say goodbye and have a good week. Oh no, is it over? Well, don't worry, because if you head on over to Demon FM Podcasts on Anchor, you can listen to all of our other podcasts, as well as keep an ear out for any new episodes. You can also find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Go on, have a listen. I support you.